Welcome everyone to the Inquire, Inspire, Innovate podcast, also known as the Three Eyes. We're your hosts, Justin Clark. And I'm Marin Jubis, and we're teachers at the Holidays for Area School District. The Three Eyes podcast shares instructional strategies and tips and tricks for teachers transitioning to a digital classroom. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Inquire, Inspire, Innovate. It's been a little bit since we've talked to you last. Yes, it has. Uh, since the end of December here. So we wanted our main focus for the show today is going to be around Pear Deck. But we did want to uh, let you guys know a little bit about what's been going on in our building, in our district since the first of the year. Yes. And like Justin said, we've had quite a few snow days. It's been a while. So we're excited to be back with you guys today. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been pretty crazy from two hour delays to snow cancellations, um, which is kind of one of the reasons, too, why it's been a little while since we've recorded one of these. We're just kind of yep. juggling around trying to get everything exactly. together and things. Um, something, too, that's going on in my social studies classroom is we were talking about the five fields of learning. And to kind of try to make it uh, more relatable for the kids, we worked on looking at our building, our school, Frankstown Elementary, through the five fields of social studies. And what we did is I did a jigsaw and I gave each kid, they were in a core group. And then within the core group, there were five students. Each student was needed to be an expert in one of the five fields of social studies. So to give you an example, one of the five fields of social studies is history. So one of the students would be looking at the history of Frankstown. And another was the um, economy of Frankstown and the culture of Frankstown and the geography of Frankstown. And then finally, the government of Frankstown. Very cool. Very meaningful. So um, another cool thing that, that has been happening is our Google expeditions. Um, and I know Mr. Clark had the opportunity to do one recently with his ELA class um, in regards to going to space. And it tied in super nicely because we were reading a book in my group about NASA. Um, and so that was a really cool thing. The kids came over to me then and they're like, we just went to space. It was so cool. Um, so it was awesome to hear them doing that and, and seeing the reactions as, as they came over to me then. Yeah, we're real fortunate to have VR headsets in our building. Um, and if you're in a school district that, you know, you don't have the fancy ones, uh, just something to keep in mind, too. I went on to Amazon and bought a cardboard one mm -hmm. for $5. Right. Um, and I know you multiply that by 25 kids in your classroom. It does get expensive, but it's certainly a cheaper route yeah. than, you know, buying the, the fancy ones. Right. Um, something else that's really cool uh, that... I know three people in our school district got to attend was a conference that's held in Pennsylvania. It's called Pete and C, the Pennsylvania Educational Technology Expo and Conference. Um, our building principal, Bill Madden, our director of technology, Justin Arthur, and then our tech coach, Hannah Hauser, got to attend this conference. And it was focused primarily around technology and just all of these innovative things that are going on in schools and giving people uh, like workshops and a way to kind of share out all these really cool ideas. I know Alice Keeler was one of yeah. the guest speaker, um, which I can only imagine how cool it was cool to hear from her. Um, yes. Something as well, our technology department here at Frankstown, we were trying to set up a Google Hangout with uh, our building principal, Mr. Madden, from Pete and C. And of course, one of those snow days, yep. we had to cancel that. It was all ready to go. It would have been cool if maybe Bill cool. could have maybe had like Alice Keeler in the background. Oh. You know, it would have been super cool. But those snow days kind of uh, ruin that for us. Very cool. Yeah, so another cool thing that's happened um, since the start of this this um, calendar year is the pineapple chart here at Frankstown Elementary. Um, and the pineapple chart is a really cool um, addition to our building. It's located in our main office. And the point of the pineapple chart 
is for teachers to add things um, to, the, to the board for other teachers to look at and have the opportunity to go into their classrooms. So the point is not to necessarily say, oh, I'm doing something super cool this day, which it could be, but I mean, it's, it's welcoming teachers into each other's classrooms at all the time to see our regular days and our regular um, things that we're doing because, you know, we really can learn so much from each other. And, you know, just by co-teaching, I, I co-teach a lot. I, I learned so much from the colleagues here. So having this pineapple chart and getting to the chance to go into other buildings or other um, classrooms that I wouldn't typically get to go in, it's very cool. Yeah. It, we need to kind of veer away from closing the door right. and saying, open you know, your door and let everyone yes, in. Yes, exactly. So, so that's the entire yeah. idea behind it. We had that challenge at our right. building too, with keeping track of points and all of um just the, the teachers and things that are doing yep. these cool things kind of got rewarded for doing so. So it just was a little bit of an incentive. Um, cool. Something that I had the privilege of doing last week was co-teaching a common sense education lesson with our technology coach, Hannah Hauser. And it was on digital citizenship around uh, drama, digital drama. And I taught it to both of my ELA classes and they responded just way better than I even thought they would. They could relate to it. I feel like most of them have been through digital drama before, Absolutely. whether it's on social media or text messages. Yep. And it just kind of shined that light on the importance of being smart in this digital world that they live in. Because, uh, you know, it's certainly one thing to hear or talk to somebody and, and understand their tone through a voice. It's a completely different story when you're seeing it on you're text message. It. Yeah, yep. you can't really interpret it that well. Mm -hmm. Super important for, you know, kids to, to get that at this age. So very cool. Um, so another cool thing that has not happened yet, but is in the works um, for the future is our May the Four C's Be With You Day. Um, so it is our goal to create a school-wide event on May the 4th, um, where we will, you know, include kids in all in activities with the four C's. So um, that's, that should be coming up here in a couple of months. And um, Mr. Clark, if you want to talk about how we got that idea. Yeah, sure. Um, so last year I had a student that I had like a small thing on my uh, chalkboard that said about the four C's. It wasn't anything special. And she looked at me and said, Mr. Clark, may the four C's be with you. And she was a Star Wars fan. And I was like, oh, bulletin board idea yep, right there. there. And then uh, our principal saw it and he came up with the idea that maybe we need to focus a building wide day on um, the May 4th for the may the four C's be with you and focus on everybody just using those four C's, maybe even dressing up as Star Wars characters all of those really cool things. So another thing that's coming up um, that we've already kind of gotten started with is our Read Across America celebration for the month of March. Um, last Friday, we celebrated Read Across America Day. We had some high school students come over to our building. We did some reading. They did a Dr. Seuss Kahoot game. Um, it was cool. Uh, the kids always seem to really like it, both the, our elementary students and our high school students. So that's something that we like to do every year. But something we're changing for this year, um, we started a Google Hangout um, opportunity for across our building. So we right now have opened it up to all of our elementary buildings, um, working with Hannah Hauser with this, and we are deciding um, among the three elementary buildings to give them the opportunity to do Google Hangouts um, with other classrooms. So we kind of let it up to the teachers to decide if you want to have your students reading a Dr. Seuss book or have the teacher reading a Dr. Seuss book, but really we're trying to connect and collaborate um, with buildings across the district. I've done a couple um, with my friend Lizzie Martinson at Longer and both of our classroom students have just loved the, the, the idea of it. They love to see the other students, they love to make connections, they love to see other teachers. 
Um, so we're trying to open this up for the month of March and get some more teachers um, to join us on that. Yeah, I mean, and I think too, it, it builds excitement around about reading. Absolutely. And that's going to obviously help with comprehension as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so without further ado, let's get into the Pear Deck section of our podcast. Yeah, so our topic today for our screencast and our podcast, again, is Pear Deck. Um, so what is Pear Deck? It is another web-based tool that displays exactly what's up on your smart board um, right to your students' devices. From the Pear Deck, Pear Deck website, um, it says Pear Deck allows students and gives the teachers the, the ability to engage and assess every student in every row, no matter what grade or subject. And that's exactly true, um, regardless of where your students are located in your classroom um, or who's willing to participate, every student is held accountable with this because everybody is always engaged. Yes, absolutely. And some benefits of using Pear Deck, first of all, just like uh, Marin was touching on, every student is held accountable. Um, it also gives every student a voice. So if you have some kiddos that are in your room that maybe are too shy to respond or just afraid to, um, this gives them that outlet to, to be able to express their thoughts. Also, uh, if you have some kiddos that have maybe some visual issues or just cannot see the board all that well, uh, it's going to kind of eliminate those issues because they're going to look right at their Chromebook or right at their device and they're going to see exactly what is up on your smart board. Exactly. So what I'm going to take you through now is the process of setting up an account. Very user-friendly for both the teachers and the students. First step is going to be to open up your web browser and type in www.pairdeck.com and it will bring you um, to, this, to this page. What you will do then is you will click on the teacher login section. Now Mr. Clark already has his setup, but it will give you the opportunity um, to set up using your Google um, account, which is very easy. Our, our teachers and our district all, it will go right through your HASD um, Tigers account. So, so that is very easy. Next, you'll have to have your students join. Students will also join from their devices by typing in www.joinpd.com and they will be given a code or you will be given a code for them to enter. Very similar to joining um, a Kahoot game or a Google Classroom, the code on your on your screen, they type it right in and then you are connected. Right, so now how do you create a Pear Deck? So there's two ways that you can really do this. I'm gonna first show you what I think is the easiest and more effective way, and then I'll show you the other way as well. So the first way is going to be to go to your Google Drive and you're going to open up a blank Google slide. So the way I always do this, and, and the reason I do it for my Google Drive is just because um, whatever folder I'm in, it's going to house it right there. I don't have to like worry about moving things around. So I'm gonna right click and click on Google Slides, and it's then going to be bringing up a blank Google Slide template here. And once it loads, I'm going to go up to Add-ons. And then I already have this downloaded, but you won't. So you're gonna click on Get Add-ons, and you're going to find the Pear Deck add-on for Google Slides just by typing in Pear Deck. Download that really quick. And then once you have that downloaded, you can go back to your Google Slides here and you're going to then see under add-ons Pear Deck and then move over and click on open Pear Deck add-on. Once you do this, you're going to see on the right-hand side a list of options. So first of all, if you would like to create maybe like a BDA lesson or something, it kind of makes it super simple here with beginning, during, and end of the lesson things. Um, usually the way that I do it is I usually just create uh, a Google slide real quick, and then I open up this to kind of add in additional questions. So let's say on the first slide, I wanna put in a question that is, what is the capital of Pennsylvania? Delete this guy here. 
you can scroll down here on the right hand side and you're going to eventually see ask students a question and you're given some choices here you can have them write in in a text box the response choice number maybe you want them to go to a website you're also going to see draw and draggable here with a star that is only for premium version of pear deck which is uh, pretty expensive. It's about $149. You do get a lot of cool features, but I can honestly say I only use the free version and haven't had any issues. So just to kind of give you an example here, you'll click on choice and you can type in whatever choice, however many choices you want. So if I were to say Albany, uh, Harrisburg, and maybe Holidaysburg, right? Hit update slide. And it's going to attach this then to the speaker notes on your Google slide. However, when the kiddos go to actually access the Pear Deck, theirs is going to give those options on the right-hand side, which I can show you here in a minute. So again, that's one way to create a Pear Deck. You can also create one right from Pear Deck's website. So I'm going back to PearDeck.com here. I'm logged in already. And if you'll see here, Pear Deck activities create a presentation. By clicking this, it'll then give you another option to kind of walk through and create a Pear Deck activity. Um, I just think that this kind of takes a little bit longer and it's not as user friendly as just using the add on through slides. Right. And everything we do is, is through our drive now anyway. So it really just it, it makes more sense to go that way, in my opinion. But mm -hmm. this is another option. So uh, how can you use Pear Deck? You can truly use it with just about anything. Uh, Justin and I really like to give you guys tools that you can use across subjects because we know not everybody teaches ELA like mm -hmm. us. So that's important to us. Um, again, like I said, even though we do teach ELA, that's, you know, most of the examples that I have for using it. I've used it many times with, um, student comprehension with our leveled readers. Um, instead of doing the worksheets that come with our series, I put the questions onto the pair, the pair deck, they can type it right onto their Chromebook and we're all together. Um, and, and they're just so much more engaged using their Chromebook than writing their answers on, on paper. Yeah. Or just sitting there being quiet, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's exactly. everybody. Um, so on Pear Deck's website, they also give you a list um, on this, this site right here. It says cool things you can do. Gives you some links to, to other cool things that you can do. You'll see um, using takeaways to extend your lesson, Google Classroom integration, using the projector, TV, the projector view. All of those things are right there for you to explore. Um, the lock screen is also another cool feature uh, because if you are teaching and you're finding your kids are you know, messing around on Play Deck, you can, Play, Pear Deck, you can lock the screen. Um, you can use the timer so that if you click the lock screens button once, student screens will lock. They won't be able to change their answer on the current slide. And then you can, of course, unlock it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's, um, I don't know, it, the when the kids see that timer, mm -hmm. I know for some of the kiddos, maybe if they're not the best typer, right. um, they kind of just like wait to respond or right. whatever. Well, by giving them a timer, they know, uh-oh, like we got to go. Gotta go. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just they respond well to that. Mm -hmm. And they kind of understand that they can't just be lollygagging around. They got to. Right a response in there. Um, Another cool feature, um, you can automatically grade your student responses. I do not have much experience doing this. I have not done it, um, but I know that it is a feature. And the student takeaways, that is a feature that comes with the premium version only. Like Mr. Clark said, I also have the free version, um, but I haven't had any problems with, with right. what it features there. So. Yeah, and there's even some uh, quick tip videos that Pear Deck uh, has right on their website, just to kind of like if you know if maybe you don't find this screencast super friendly, you can always check theirs out. Probably would be a little bit shorter, but um, yeah, they're right there from the website as well. And we'll share those links out on our HyperDoc if you're on Frankstown's Google Classroom, and if you're not, just Google search you know cool things you can do on Pear Deck, mm -hmm. and you're gonna get that right, right away. All right, and then one of my uh, favorite things about Pear Deck 
is that they offer also a vocabulary review game, much different than uh, what Quizlet offers or Kahoot. Um, it's called Flashcard Factory. And um, if you're looking here on the Pear Deck homepage, you're going to see Pear Deck Vocabulary. And it says Start a Vocabulary List. So by clicking this, you have the option to type in, let's say, your ELA vocab list or your social studies vocab list or your math vocab, whatever subject area you teach. You can name it up here, enter in the term, give its definition then. Typically, what I do is I just go to my Quizlet page and copy and paste all of them in. It saves me a little bit of time. Yep. They do even have some um, ones that you can automatically import already. But when I was browsing around with that, it, it just seemed like there were, people weren't putting a lot of public lists on there. So you probably, as of right now, 2019, probably just need to create mm -hmm. your own list. Now, after you do all of this and you have your terms, your definitions plugged in, the kids then uh, can play this game called Flashcard Factory. And the idea is once you click on it and you click on your list here on the homepage, it will pull up for the kiddos to log in. It will put them then into two random teams, day and night shift. And then within those teams, it will give them a partner. And It'll pop up with one of the words and definitions, and one student in that pair has to draw a picture that goes with the term, and the other student has to use it in a sentence. And uh, you could really do this for however long you want to, or you can stop it as soon as, it'll show you at the top how many jobs have been put in and when all the words have sort of been through both teams. Then you can hit uh, work done, and up on your board then, not on the student's board, it will pop up with each picture and each sentence, and the teacher then can either approve or not approve of those pictures. So to give you an example of how I use it, I always tell my kids if they use, if for their sentence, all they're doing is using the word and giving the definition, well, that's not what I want them to do. So I, I don't ever approve those ones. Or if, you know, maybe they use the word in a wrong way, I don't approve it. Or if the picture does not go with the sentence, I don't approve it. And I do it super, super quick. And winning team, um, you know, just gets some sort of reward or however you it would fit in your classroom. Yeah, so that's a little bit of information about Pear Deck. Um, I hope you find the screencast uh, helpful that you can see what what we were talking about as we were talking. Um, if you are part of Frankstown Elementary, check out the pineapple chart. Um, you will probably see some Pear Decks on there that you could go in and see a teacher using it. Um, if it's not on the pineapple chart and you'd still like to see it, let Justin or I know and we can invite you in whenever we're doing it or we'd be more than happy to come into your room and help you get set up with Absolutely. it. So um, we're looking forward to hearing some of the good things you guys are going to try with Pear Deck. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll, we'll catch you later.